fifth day of the week. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12, verse 2. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew 5, 48. For the past three days, our focus has been on the loving God to whom we belong. Now we consider how our love for God moves us toward transformed lives, a process sometimes referred to as sanctification or going on to perfection. To be told by Jesus that we are to be perfect as God is perfect is a terrifying thing, a command so intimidating that we snatch it from our memories unless we think of it in terms of capacity, not identical quantity. A pint jar can be as perfectly full as a 10-gallon jar, even though the amount each holds is vastly different. We are not expected to have the infinite capacity for goodness and grace that characterizes God. But we can be and are expected to live up to the human capacity God has put within each of us, in varying measures, just as the Almighty lives up to the full capacity of deity. Further, the process of fulfilling the capacity given to us involves divine assistance. Sanctification, as this process is often called, is not a good work we do for God, but a good work God does within us when we open ourselves to the one who made us, who knows our capacity, and who brings us to fulfillment when we allow it. Before this Holy One, we present ourselves not as burnt offerings on an altar, but as a living sacrifice in the world. Romans 12, verse 1. Opening Prayer Accept me, O Lord, as a sacrifice, alive and eager to be used as you see fit, that I am all too conformed to this world. I readily confess with shame, transform me by your mighty power. Renew my mind, that I may discern your will, that I may both know and do what is good, acceptable, and perfect. This I pray together with the whole church through that one who was the supremely perfect sacrifice, Jesus, Savior of the world. Amen. Psalm 18, verses 7 through 15. Earth wobbles and lurches. Huge mountains shake like leaves, quake like aspen leaves because of his rage. His nostrils flare, bellowing smoke. His mouth spits fire. Tongues of fire dart in and out. He lowers the sky. He steps down. Under his feet, an abyss opens up. He's riding a winged creature, swift on wind wings. Now he's wrapped himself in a trench coat of black cloud darkness. But his cloud brightness burst through, spraying hailstones and fireballs. Then God thundered out of heaven. The high God gave a great shout, spraying hailstones and fireballs. God shoots his arrows, pandemonium. He hurls his lightning, a rout. The secret sources of ocean are exposed. The hidden depths of earth lie uncovered. The moment you roar in protest, let loose your hurricane anger. These are the readings for the second Sunday in Lent, year A, in the lectionary cycle. From the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4a. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country, and from your relatives, and from your father's house, 
to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. From the fourth chapter of the book of Romans, verses 1 through 5, and verses 13 through 17. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. But what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wage is not credited as a favor, but as to what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. For the promise to Abraham, or to his descendants, that he would be heir of the world, was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the promise is nullified. For the law brings about wrath, but where there is no law, there is also no violation. For this reason, it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, A father of many nations have I made you, in the presence of him who he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead, and calls in the being that which does not exist. From the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Now there's a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to them, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to them, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. As Moses lifted up the serpent of the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world but that the world might be saved through him. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Sunday. 
God of great deeds, on the first day of the week you wondrously called forth light out of darkness. On the first day of the week you graciously raised Jesus from the dead. On the first day of the week you powerfully formed the church through the gift of your Holy Spirit. By this triple witness you testify to us concerning your covenant love. Grant that all who worship you this day may do so in spirit and in truth, and present to you a living sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer to use throughout Lent by Obi Wright Jr., who's an elder in the Baltimore Washington Conference of the United Methodist Church. God of all good life, on our journey toward Easter, cleanse our hearts of every desire to mimic the violence of wrongs that befall us. Save us from becoming the evil we hate. Save us from denial of abuses which daily crucify Christ afresh. Drive away the chilling cold, the wintry frost of numbing detachment from others' pains and our own hurts also. Breathe, O breath, your empowering spirit into the troubled hearts of your children who wish they could wish to love but cannot. Creator of our bodies, Father and Mother of our spirits, how we yearn to see you and our friend Jesus face to face. Precious to us are the Christ-like influences and the whispered encouragement to keep on keeping on of souls whom we have loved long since and lost a while. What a morning it will be when we mingle our voices with theirs and with all the souls invisible and adoring angels and a mighty chorus of unending wonder. My Lord, what a morning when you shall crown us with the crowns you are holding now above our heads. Chastise, charm, and enchant us until we have grown tall enough to wear them. Hear our prayer in the name of Jesus, the shining way, the truth, and the life. Amen. The Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated to the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.